it's just tough to know what what could happen and then you've got um i don't know i lost it again i'm doing that today i'm tired (laughs) too much driving in this weekend Tech Hockey Guide presents the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA with your host, Tim Brown, Rob Gilreath, Dustin Lindstrom, and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 22 of season five of the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Rob Gilreath. Hey guys. And Matt Cavender. You already know who it is. Uh, this week, as we prepare for rivalry week with the home and home series against Northern Michigan, we reached out to Dave Ellis, who has broadcast many games, including both the Huskies and the Wildcats across uh, many sports, right? Pretty much, yeah, the whole gamut. If it's a team sport right now and they're playing it between the two, other than uh, Nordic like cross-country stuff, we're broadcasting it. So, yeah, it's uh, soup to nuts in the rivalry for sure. <laughs> no cross-country skiing? Why not? Uh, it's a little tougher to get the cameras out there, and Mark and I aren't fast enough to keep up. Okay. Well, thanks for I joining would, us, Dave. I, I, I want to pay... see you with a steady cam rig, just going along as hard <laughs> no, as you can. I want like a snowmobile, the back of the snowmobile. No, I want to see microphone. Dave skiing himself, just like with a GoPro on his chest. <laughs> I'll do it once. That's it. <laughs> All right. Uh, this week we'll talk about NMU season thus far, rivalry week with uh, games in Houghton and Marquette, recap Michigan Tech series with Bowling Green, and probably touch on the state of the CCHA. And since we got Dave here, maybe talk about uh, flow hockey and some of the broadcast rights and how that works for the conference. Anything else, guys? Sounds good to me. I'll be surprised if we don't talk about my my random weekend trip to Lambeau um, since I won tickets on Friday night and didn't find out I was going till like <laughs> six o'clock. So yeah, that was fun. All right. Uh, let's do a brief note from our sponsors and we'll be right back with Dave Ellis. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at fibkedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech.net. All right, welcome back, uh, Dave. You mentioned the, the contracts and stuff. Uh, I know we talked a little bit offline about all the how flow works and and trying to get uh, more games on TV for TV six or yeah. or its affiliates. How's that work out um, for those who want to know that listen? 
Well, uh, the flow deal, I'm, I'm sure you guys know, was uh, originally cut by Morris Kurtz, who was the guy that hired uh, Commissioner Don Lucia. And when Don came into the job and they told him, you've already got a TV contract or a web contract, he looked like, I don't even get to negotiate this. <laughs> so uh, let's just say that uh, I don't want to disparage flow at all, but I'm not sure what you know about college hockey when you sit in a cinder building in Austin, Texas. <laughs> so there's a lot of it that for some reason that initial contract gave them not only the streaming rights but also the broadcast rights as well and they have zero intention of ever doing a linear broadcast of a hockey game as long as they hold the contract so why you would give somebody like that the broadcast rights was completely beyond me and Sounds then like a lawyer once, got their bonus that week <laughs> Well, yeah, once we started finding out exactly, Rob, what when we found out what they wanted to do with it, it was pretty simple to figure. All they want is their hand in your pocket when you want to do the games. Yep. And yeah, here's the your amounts that they were quoting were pretty exorbitant. We were lucky enough that our contract with Tech and Northern predated anything they did. So even to this day, we do not pay a rights fee for broadcasting any game between Michigan Tech and Northern Michigan. Good on you. Last year when we decided we were going to try to bring Lake State into the fold. And we did one Lake State game with Tech and one with Northern in Sault Ste. Marie. They wanted, uh, let's just say, uh, an exorbitant amount for each of those games that we negotiated down with the help of Don Lucia, but it was still way too far into four figures for doing a game that they had, you know, all they were getting was just a free payday and getting nothing we're doing nothing in return other than saying well you can have it for this one you can't stream it because we're going to keep all those rights and if you want the broadcast rights then here's what you're going to pay so the deal uh is up for negotiation i know that the schools especially the gliac schools now that are also using flow i think are leaning that way that when the contract is up at the end of this season that they will continue with it. I'm not sure that they found enough other places in other streaming platforms that gave them the idea that well, the schools are gonna get something else out of this. Flow does cut a check to each school at the end of the season for uh, what they were able to pull in with, uh, with their streaming subscriptions during the year. It's not fully uh, like the Big Ten that does, all right, you're gonna get if there are 14 teams, they're going to be 14 parts. I think it's weighted a little bit to see which teams are, are getting more subscribers in. But for the most part, it's, uh, you know, you're not going to see anybody get squeezed out just because if, you know, Ferris only gets five subscribers, they're going to only get a, a little tiny amount of money, even though, you know, Minnesota State had the most subscribers that came in. So part of the deal, I think that uh, because there's more of an interest now in doing at least local television, if not regional uh, like with somebody like a Midco or, you know, Bally would, uh, is never going to get a chance to do these again. I think they're going to be belly up by the time the next contract <laughs> comes around. Good riddance. But uh, there yeah. are some local places that definitely want to do them. Mankato's had a TV contract all year now where they're doing all of their home games. And the, uh, the, the concession, and I put that in big air quotes from Flow as well, we'll give you two free games a year for each school that you don't have to pay a rights fee for. So even if our contract were to go away, Tech Northern would be protected and we wouldn't have to pay anything. Once you get outside of that deal and now you're looking at Lake State, well, no, Lake State would have two more games to give so we could add in two more that we wouldn't have to pay the rights on. But then you're starting to look at, you know, Flo wanted 1500 bucks a game, 
last year to do those, which is a ton more than I can ever remember anybody at that platform uh, paying for college hockey. We got them negotiated down to twelve fifty. And so, you mentioned you mentioned to me when we were talking that they that was like per channel. So if lands if, right. if 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 Marquette and Lansing and Traverse City or wherever you have or Mankato all wanted to show the Tech Northern game, it's a well not Tech Northern but Tech Lake State. It's another fifteen hundred bucks per channel, not just the the company as a whole paying that, and then could distribute it over like seven different channels that show it. Right, that has changed a little bit now, Tim. Okay, and we're working with them to look. You're paying the rights fee once, and that's it. And we've got some great partners in uh, in Gray Television now that uh, Duluth, Minnesota has got a station in KBJR that is picking up all of our tech northern stuff not just hockey but basketball football volleyball soccer they grabbed it all this year and so did amazingly enough to me kcrg in cedar rapids iowa and they were gobbling up all of it or hockey all of it oh interesting yep they Uh, did hockey uh, makes sense because they're such a ushl hotbed right but the you know, getting football and all that other stuff, that that's a little surprising. They have a very progressive general manager who's taken one of their sub channels and just made it into like a local sports network. So they've done, uh, they did the upper Iowa Michigan tech football game yeah. last year. And uh, I got to watch that one. And so, you know, it's, it, it's not the highest level of production. Uh, <laughs> the, the one thing I will say for both schools at Michigan tech and at Northern Michigan is they've really invested into the infrastructure of being able to put out a quality signal. And and 10 years ago, that wasn't necessarily the case. They've both really stepped it up since then. And Northern's gone even over the top to their yeah, North- ESPN level cameras. Northern's oh, yeah. broadcast is unbelievably crisp and fantastic on flow. It's it's wonderful to to watch. And it pains me to see uh, we don't have the same quality they do. <laughs> well, see, our, Rob, you have broadcast. to think of it this way. You now have no reason to go to the Barry because you're getting a better experience <laughs> on flow. <laughs> you All have right. to look at it that way. <laughs> there is nothing more fun than going to the Barry. And you're being right. You're absolutely Jersey right. And just... Yeah. Listening to all the crap I, you get and how well things have gone there over the last few years for us is, <laughs> is an enjoyable experience that uh, no online stream can replicate. Uh, that yeah. was my that was probably my second or third favorite tech moment was winning the championship at Northern and they didn't score a single goal. Which I hope just, I hope the next time I'm oh. in that building I get to stay to the end of the game. <laughs> That's right. Forgot about that one. But it, to, just to wrap up the flow thing, uh, they've been, I, I think the ADs would tell you that they've been a good partner for the league. I don't think the broadcasters that are helping to try to get more word out and more exposure for the league would necessarily agree with that right now. But we're going to find some middle ground. And, you know, you don't start a negotiation by coming from a position of weakness. You want the position of power first. So I understand the way that they're doing it. I think that. Don Lucia is savvy enough to know that he can get a lot more out of uh, of what the broadcast rights could do outside of the flow contract. And I really think that Augustan is going to drive a lot of this too, because their relationship with Midco, uh, I think, may be something that you can leverage a little bit. The problem is that doesn't really help most of the footprint of the league. Right. But there may be some ways now that if we can start proving the same way that TV6 is now shown – other different outlets are willing to pick up this signal. If Midco will go in and do Bemidji games and Mankato games and Augustana games, and you can now pick them up and TV6 or Fox UP would run that signal, 
I think you're helping everybody out that way. So yeah. I, I think there will be more and more exposure as we go. Uh, for me to be in you know, kind of the vanguard of that for the league and pushing from the local TV perspective is something I would really like to be able to do. So I, I'm going to keep knocking on doors and trying to push the envelope a little bit and do more features that get out there. And if I can do things to help the league, that's great. If I can do things to help other broadcast stations that want to join in and show some more of the program. And I think that can only help everybody that's out there because well, it's a, it's a good product. I think people have learned that this is a competitive league and the games are for the most part worth watching with last Friday's game at the magnet notwithstanding, <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's worth watching. And when we can get a good quality product out there and people now have spaces where, you know, you're finding that scripted programming costs too much money. The only way that you can really get local stuff in there is to do live sports and it's not costing you that much. So if we can get a couple of bucks back in a rights fee, that's great. And we can get the word back out there. It only helps the teams and the fans and gets more exposure uh, for the, the sport itself. And that, the, all of those can only be good things. Yeah. Dang. I hate, I love that you keep talking, but I lose uh, my ADHD gets the best of me and I lose my question. <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, let me, let me throw this at you then that uh, we've talked a lot about broadcast rights and streaming and TV stations uh, I'm not going to fully reveal to you right now, <laughs> but uh, if you're watching the uh, the Fox UP broadcast on Friday night, uh, we're going to have a really big announcement from TV6 about some future broadcast opportunities. So we've been working with uh, with the schools, with the league, with Flow, and we've got something cooking right now that you are really going to be happy about. And we're going to reveal that in the first intermission on Friday night. And then there'll be some releases afterward to talk about it. So some exciting broadcast news and we're going in the right direction. That That's probably the best thing I can give to you. So being that that game's in Houghton, how do the tech faithful find out that are watching Dirk's feed on flow? That's a, that's a very good question. See, he, he, he recovered really well, didn't he? <laughs> I have my good. moments. I have my moments. <laughs> You didn't, uh, then, you didn't talk for five minutes that time, so not that I care. <laughs> like it's all good content. It's you know, trying to get me to shut up is might be the hardest thing you're ever going to do on this podcast. <laughs> no, the, the the university and uh, and TV six will be putting out some releases uh, afterward with some uh, quotes from the athletic director, from the station general manager, possibly even from me, just as the executive producer. But uh, there will be some uh, definitely get some news out there. And I'll, I'll make sure to slip it over to Dirk and let him know, uh, even though, you know, radio guys and TV guys don't always mix because we're kind of going <laughs> after the same people every once in a while. But you know, he, he knows that, you know, now he's a company line guy and we need to get uh, great news like this out there. We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access, or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? 
If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com. Overall, just being able to watch everything and stream it all is is one tiny thread of sanity for someone who doesn't live at home. <laughs> exactly. It's really frustrating, especially because my girlfriend hates if I'm like early at all to anything hockey related. So if I turn on the hockey game when puck draft's supposed to be happening and then I got to watch a long commercial to even get to it, I'm, that, I'm just double frustrated. I'm all the way there with you, Rob. I mean, I do remember being like an eight-year-old kid hiding a clock radio under the blanket so I could tune in Wimple AM 920 and try to fight through all the static just to get something to figure out what was going on that night. So yeah. there is that for sure. And now we have Pasty, which is nice, right? So we can all listen wherever we are. I know I like listening on TuneIn sometimes because it's easier to get that to play through like my Alexa device, and that's yeah, easier to like pair it with Flow. TuneIn started doing ads now too. No, they did too, yep. They, and then they and they throw them in like every, it's like it's like every 30 minutes of play of yeah. playing tune in if you don't pay for it they just throw in an ad they don't care that it's not a commercial break at all i've I been gotcha. going straight to the mix 93 site and streaming it there okay. and that's actually worked out pretty well okay yeah, uh, pasty pasty has let me listen to tech hockey internationally so <laughs> I, and speaking of that rob one of the things i would like to add to the tech hockey guide website at some point is like a where have you listened map so that you can pin that you listened in a castle in Scotland. Yep. <laughs> to Dirk in the middle of the morning. Like, yep. but yeah, did you yeah. say you fell asleep in the library listening so, to the yeah, game and is, got locked in? Right. This is a decent side story for, for Jaeger and I over in Scotland at a buddy who studied abroad at tech from Scotland. He was getting married and uh, Jaeger and I were up late drinking with uh, other wedding guests and uh, we're like, wow, it's it's 3 a.m. We might as well listen to the hockey game now. So we start listening to the hockey game. And by the time it was done, everybody else had left the great library or whatever you want to call it in the the, the castle that they had rented. It was, it's a youth hostel and a castle. So there were rooms upstairs you could go sleep in. Uh, and we were down just drinking with everybody in, in this big library room. We had to put the phone on the window to get enough cell reception. We borrowed some guy's cell phone because we didn't have da international data plans. It was about 10 years ago now. And uh, by the time the game was over, all the Scottish and German folks had left us. And it was just Jaeger and I in this ginormous, huge leather, like smoke cigar style couches. We're sitting on them. The game ends and we go to walk back to our rooms and find a we're both not very sober. And B, we don't have our keys and cannot get in back into the rest of the like the bedding plate, the, the actual rooms of the area of the castle. So. Jaeger and I uh, slept on some giant leather couches where we had to make our blankets out of other couch pillows and uh, were found there in the morning by everybody else because mm -hmm. we were up too late listening to Dirk drinking. Yep. <laughs> I don't I even remember what game it was. I'd have to actually look it up to find out what the game was. <laughs> I would get to put a pin in from the uh, the Pakuba Safari Lodge in Murchison Falls National Park in Uganda. Nice. <laughs> I, I listened to a, yep. uh, to a tech game at Duluth while I was uh, working on a, uh, a safari story with Michigan State and couldn't sleep at night because it was too hot, even though it was just in January. Like, <laughs> well, I got internet. Let's listen to Dirk. Yeah. Well, I don't think I have a cool place like that. I remember like 
I remember trying to stay up to listen to a game in Anchorage when I was at deer camp and had to be up in like four more hours. Uh, I remember falling asleep to the game on the very limited cell service that I had at deer camp in Northern Wisconsin. But uh, I don't think I'm, I, I think I remember waking up to Dirk, like celebrating a goal in the third period and then falling back asleep going. That is I a hope fantastic that means they feature of listening to Dirk is, you know, exactly when it's time to pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. When his voice goes up nine octaves, your eyes better be on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> And honestly, part of me doesn't mind listening to Dirk with him 30 seconds ahead of the TV for that exact reason, where if I get distracted with something, I know it's time to watch. You know, I I've made fun of him right after the 2017 championship that he changed the call uh, after Shane Hanna scored the goal to win the game. And his initial call kind of extended win it. And he, he cut that back out. The, the one that you hear all the time now, because it's back in, is, the Huskies win it! And he just <laughs> stretches it out. And the initial one, he's like, I didn't like that. So, but the Huskies win it! Like, that's terrible. Put that back in. <laughs> the emotion of it was half the fun of the whole moment. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that, that's the kind of thing that you could never do back in the old days that Bob Olson used to record with, you remember those old, like, uh, the, the tape recorder decks? With the, with the flat handle that you'd put down, he'd record with like 20 cassettes on the show during the broadcast right off of the board. And as soon as there was a goal, once the goal call was over, he would pop that tape, put it aside, put a piece of tape on it. And then when he'd play back highlights, he'd pull that one back like, all right, rewind this 10 seconds and there's a goal. And now the next tape went in. And he, by the end of the night, this stack of 20 tapes, <laughs> each one was an individual highlight that he yeah. was playing back afterward. Uh, yeah, that's one way to sucked. do it. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't get the razor blade out and start cutting stuff together. So. No. I mean, that sucks, Rob, but still, he's got, it's a, it's, he's, there's it's a pile of tape cool... somewhere of every goal yeah. he's called. Oh, that's pretty sure. cool. That's awesome. But man, is that a rough, for those. A yeah, rough way to I do things. That. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. it reminds me a lot of when I negotiated with Jamie Russell to get them to uh, let us have goal scored pucks. And he's like, well, can't we just do the game winners? I'm like, sure. Do you know which one it is? <laughs> like, we don't know which one it is till the game's over, do we? Yep. Like, we could, we could we could only do lead changes if you want, but that's still not, like, going to get us the goal-scored puck or the game-winning puck every time. So uh, we ended up having to do all of them, and some of them are far more uh, valuable to the fans than others. I, I remember... Yeah, uh, he, I believe Husky fan paid a pretty penny to get like one of the two goal scored pucks we ever had of John Scott's career. <laughs> oh, wow. That's, so, yeah, yeah but it's kind of cool to have, you know. Yeah, I think the one Misfits goal scored puck that I have was Malcolm Gould on the empty net against Michigan because that was my first series as a student. Well, And one of the other really nice things about it uh, was that by us taking all of them, we never missed somebody's milestone like first goal, 50th goal, whatever we had it. So if they wanted it, we gave it to them, but like they never had the opportunity to forget to get it when it happened. Like, uh, you know, you see all the time where the, the captain goes over to try and get the puck when some freshman scores for the first time or whatever. But sometimes that stuff just, you just get in the emotion of the moment and forget that it was an important goal to somebody. And uh, so it was nice that we collected all of them. So they had a chance after the fact to get them or 
uh, you know, sometimes if players got a hat trick, we were more than happy to give them all three goals if they wanted them. Um, and a lot of times they were like, no, go use it so the Misfits can have some money. Um, and I know Dustin has a set of hat trick bucks from Peter Rulo, and I think I have um, Drew Dobson's hat trick set of pucks. That's one of only three defenseman hat tricks in history, too. No. Yeah. And then he got a five-minute major the next night for arguing with the ref. <laughs> now, you know, the Definitely. second guy to get a hat Drew Dobson was the third to yeah. get a hat trick uh, for a defenseman in the game. The second guy to do it was Mike Neppe, and he did it against Northern Michigan. Oh, very nice. I, I, I would have put him on the list. Who's the other guy? Who's the first one? It's further back. It's a guy from, like, the 60s, and I can't okay. remember who. It's uh, it's it's not a big name. It wasn't like a, oh, it wasn't like, you know, like, uh, like a Rob Murray or, or yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. So the other thing I was wondering about, like how, like, have you heard anything, or has there been any talk about the CCHA and Flow trying to work out like a game of the week that starts at four o'clock, so it's like the only CCHA game going on? No, you know what? That that's a good question. Um, I, I haven't heard anything with that in mind just because i i think there are so many of them that it the webcast is still a secondary thing for every school that is yeah. thinking about it and I, I don't think that they're really playing to the fans as much if you start to see more broadcast stations yeah. and possibly a regional network to get into it i think you you might see more of a chance of that okay. just because then you know if you can do a four o'clock game on a saturday and then either watch yeah. that one at at some establishment and then go to your local game. I think that would play off really well. And there are also a lot of those road trips that I'm sure there are plenty of teams that would love to have a three hour head start on getting out of the building and heading back to their home rink. Yeah. Yeah, I think it would be great, especially for a Saturday. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, it makes way more sense for Saturday than Friday, obviously, because we're all off work and it's easy to get a window that's got two games. I think it would be I think it would be ideal for literally Tech Northern weekend because then Tech Northern could be the nightcap and then everyone else like you're sitting there from like one until like eleven p.m. watching hockey, which is like the dream to me on a Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will say this: that one of the things that uh, in the old days, Winter Carnival was always seven thirty on Friday and one thirty on Saturday, and John McInnes was famous for holding out a line from Friday night and putting them in fresh for that 1.30 Saturday afternoon game to the point where you don't see 1.30 afternoon games on the Saturday of Winter Carnival anymore. They only put it to 5 o'clock. When you can only travel to two extra guys on the road, it's a competitive disadvantage that you can't change enough people in the lineup that are on the road for these regular season series. So that would be the argument going against it to be able to do that. If you could travel more players, and, and have more lineup changes available to you, I think that would be a little bit more palatable for the road teams to be able to do that. But when you've only got yeah, two yeah. spares, that makes it a little a little bit more of a competitive advantage for the home team that can you know, change five or six guys for the next yeah. night. And then that's yeah. not exactly fair to have it. Like, you can't really change the rules for right. for the one game that's yeah. early because then it's not necessarily fair to that home team that gives up the advantage of being able to change out five guys, even if it's six or seven o'clock puck drop again. So that'd be the part you have to fight through. But yeah. you know, yeah. I've seen I've seen better rules than that ditched for worse reasons. Yeah, that's <laughs> like Florida State not making it in the 
CFP. I have never been more glad that college hockey is selected by a heartless mathematical equation. And the only <laughs> like tomfoolery is like where we place for attendance. And you know who the reason is, right? What? You guys Colorado remember college. your history of why that happened? Why yeah, Pairwise? 1994 field was one of the last ones selected by an in-person committee. And because 10th seeded Michigan Tech upset number one seed Colorado College in the WCHA tournament, mm-hmm. that gave the tournament committee the window that they thought, all right, we can now take them out. And CC, who won the regular season title, did not make the NCAA tournament field because the last team to get in was Michigan State, who was hosting the regional in 1994. Oh. They wanted the home draw. And the rub on this one is, you know who the tournament committee chair was that year that made the decision? Was it, it was Mason? Conley. And ever since then, there was such an uproar that the first rule that came in was, all right, you win a regular season title, you're automatically in. And then the next rule was, if you win a playoff title, you're automatically in. And then the next rule was, well, if you win both the regular season and the playoff title, you automatically get a bye. And they kept <laughs> doing all of this and finally got to the point and said, look, let the computer do it and we'll figure yep. it out. Yep. But yeah, 1994. And we all appreciate that because it because there's no... The night, like we can all question how good the equation is, but the best part about it is going into the last couple weeks of the year, you know, you know where you stand and you know exactly what you have to do to, to, to get in on your own accord. There's no question because how does football say Florida state was the third best team or what are they? I don't even know where they were before this week, but like they were top four before the conference championships, they win and they somehow drop to five. I could not imagine being that coach, like having to explain to my undefeated Power Five conference champions that they're not getting a fair shake in favor of somebody that has a loss that they had to, and they had they were just not that strong. It just feels yeah. like something is going on somewhere that well, I don't like that just does not happen in hockey that I deeply appreciate. I Money will tell talks. you first of all, you if know. you like the system, then thank Rick Conley and thank Brent Peterson because he scored the goal to win that series. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure to thank him whenever we get him on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, it just shows you how broken that whole system of college <laughs> football truly, truly is. And I'm well, glad I mean, that I just yeah. don't care about it. I'm, Next I am... year we're going to be complaining about the 13th team that didn't get into the 12 team. We always knew that the four team, like, obviously, this is not a college football podcast, and college football is like the sport that I have decided to stop caring about since I became a father because I can't watch games on Saturday and Sunday afternoon. Um, but the, the, we always knew this was going to be a problem the moment they created a four team playoff when you have five major conferences. By, by default, one of them's getting excluded, and it's the whole reason that college football got blown up anyway, is because. Pac-12 missed that championship tournament too many times and they couldn't afford it, so they fell apart. Like, that's why it happened. And now if you look at the four teams that are in next year, it's two SEC teams and two Big Ten teams. Yep. Yep. No, and the 12-team tournament will be better. I th- Like, I really like the idea. I'm looking forward to the idea of these, you know, having some home games at these college yep. stadiums in, in that time of year. I mean, ultimately, we need to the scrap the bowl system, but that's never happening because there's too much money in it. So, um, but yeah, we don't need to talk about more college football. Um, <laughs> talked about flow. I think I came up with both questions that I wanted to ask you, even though good. I forgot them in the okay. moment. So that's good. Um, 
what else did I even have on here? Any more we want to talk about about the Bowling Green series itself? Rob, you were there in person. I saw yeah, you on TV crowds. when I did get to watch whatever yeah. part of Saturday's game the that crowds, I was watching. The crowds were good. Uh, it was just fun. The misfits are nice and loud. I mean, it was it's good to watch them. Uh, I like the giant spelling book for technological now, so they make sure it's you know right. Can't mess it <laughs> yeah, up anymore. Yeah, that's that's Diaz that did that. He yeah. like went he like went to the center and like cut out a book and it actually on the on the front it was the front like, is the front is like spelling for something right like and on spelling the, for and on the back it's like New York Times bestseller it's, it's, and it's like a move like the moving to- like story of our time and on the inside it's just like <laughs> it just literally says technological on a big piece of paper that's all which it is does great is because I, I I told I told Diaz and some of the kids that are there that like the way that we that I did it while I was there is that we still had the president seal on the shoulders so we would just read the technological in the middle of michigan technological I'm glad university you know that it's a bunch of engineers that can't actually spell the word technological no, see, hey, hey, right, it's really easy to get lost on where you are i think that's the, the thing the, the other problem is for me so much of my energy is being put into screaming that none of it can be put into reading so i have to have the thing in front of me pointing it out <laughs> but yeah it's you, you see them from behind and it's just a, it's just a white poster with like font that's like you know yeah. that big of technological through the whole book cover. Why well, I, so, yeah, like, I love they good. did it during one of the commercial breaks on I think Saturday night. So they actually showed Diaz like pointing at the letters as he went. Yep. I also really enjoy the 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 what happens with the penalties when they get called with the, the tradition pandas? of you know. Well, the two things. One, oh. the pandas are great, and yeah. I'm pretty sure the Bowling Green guys appreciated several of the pandas. There was chatter <laughs> going back and forth for sure with the pandas at some point. But no, when they actually call the penalties, you get Joker and the Thief going, right? And mm-hmm. they're and the whole crowd is doing their thing. Well, we now take a break from Joker and the Thief to have the refs announce what's called, right? Yeah. The students just continue pantomiming what they're pantomiming to no yep. music. Yep. <laughs> so there's no music going on in the background, but they're still going through the motions like it's actually playing. Oh, yeah. And it's hysterical because it's silence <laughs> as the ref is trying to oh. figure out the mic. And you got four sections of students doing their dance to music that doesn't exist just in their head (laughs) in mankato my daughter and i and my uh uh, i guess uh uh stepson did that with no music at all just did it and all the everybody around us is looking at us like what are you teaching your (laughs) (laughs) eight-year-old right that's that is all i i also thoroughly enjoy the fact that you have a large amount of kids from the local area whose background may be slightly more conservative in other ways, still doing those motions in the crowd. It cracks me up every time. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a it's it's a it's a wonderful tradition. I don't know how far back it goes, but I do it's love definitely, it. Definitely it's from my time because like the song started while I was there okay. and nobody did anything. And it was it was somebody in the pep band. I know that much because originally it was just the band that did it. Okay. And then every and then the misfits were just like, "That's awesome! We can't not do that." Yeah. And then I think the you know it disseminated four, from there. You know, with the fact that you've got four sections of standing students now doing it, it's it's hysterical. I love it. It's one of my favorite and that's the things. Thing. Speaking and like, of I power t- plays, though, I still get frustrated. Like I get why we did it, but I'm still frustrated that the Diddy got flipped. I yeah, that that bothers because it just too. doesn't fit. Right, like yeah. it's the power play diddy it's not the penalty kill diddy so when are we supposed to do blood makes the ice red now we don't do i don't think i don't think that one that happened oh that was a good one 
but still like <laughs> but all the other stuff doesn't make sense like why are we doing the like uh oh, if i if i'm going to complain about one thing the misfits do and i understand things it's not change. the misfits i, get it. I mean jamie Russell no, just in had general flip, just the, yeah. the fans right the the sieving at the beginning is it's it's just pure chaos sieving there's oh, yeah. no yelling the goalie's name and then everybody sieving and slowly oh. speeding up anymore. It's just as soon as as soon as we get to that point, it's just everybody's going nuts. Yep. yep. <laughs> no, they 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 I did it right in Mankato, but I'll tell you what, it's really hard to do that cheer right and not lose your voice. Yeah. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. The guy like, I was I was actually really glad that the the so we only did it I didn't do it for the first goal on Saturday night in Mankato. I did it for the second one. And then we scored the third one. And then before we were done doing that cheer, Mankato had pulled their goalie. So I didn't have to do it again because there was no goalie there to sieve. No, so you're we... supposed to do it twice. Once to the goalie on the bench and once to welcome the new goalie. Uh, <laughs> no, we just we just went straight into better goalie. And uh, and then before we got very far on that, Mankato had scored the extra attacker goal to get within one again. So, um, yeah. But no, we but tried then, to do it right, but it's not like there were any misfits there to hear how it's supposed to be done anyway. And and I don't know how you get the misfits to like. It, you can't take coordinate that positive that. now. You can't coordinate no, it because they don't know that it it'd be. It's, really it's God. It's God. Yeah, it's that, that's God. not coming back. That's one of my favorite it's, things is that it's a living organization. It, yeah, exactly. Be a new shit it, all the time. Yeah, yeah. and it's things a lot change. like it's yep. it's a lot like the history of English, Rob. Everything gets shortened. Oh, yeah. Yep, and the flags are fantastic, although. I have uh, I have a certain flag that was ordered that uh, oh stupid blurs we don't need anymore and I got to figure out what to do with it. You were supposed <laughs> to donate cash, not buy it, Rob. Uh, I bought it. I always okay. buy those. Ones. I sent them okay. over there. I love seeing all the flags. The flags yeah. are like one of my favorite things. So mm-hmm. I will buy whatever. Oh, that's needs the to be that's bought. the that is a the... certain capital of a Baltic country that's <laughs> no longer needed. Yeah. Okay. That that one. <laughs> mm. I thought I thought you bought one of the the Uper flags that no 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 okay. Those are the actual city flags. So yeah, uh, yeah, that's what's no longer necessary for you know. Reasons, I can I can right? get you an address that you can send it to somebody if he wants it. Sure. <laughs> so at least it has a home for somebody that might care. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Best new song that the pep band has added in the last couple of years is the Brass Bonanza. They did that for oh, yeah. Manit, which is fantastic. They've done Love. that. They did that uh, shortly after his passing, and in their music books, I believe it still says Brass Bonanza for Manit, which is just I fabulous. I love it. That's great. It's, it's, it, it, they've done a really good job with it. It sounds really good when they play it. Yeah, and as somebody that's like that loves the history of the Whalers, I've got like two Whalers, and rumor has it there's another one on the way. That uh, yeah, I just I I love that. It's just such a fun goal song. Like the logo is just fantastic, and like that was one of the things that I would tell him about. I remember showing the neat like all the stupid versions of Brass Bonanza that are out there, <laughs> like the one from the Zambonis. There's this really bad cello version that we had to listen to. <laughs> My personal favorite was the Cocktail Lounge version because they actually have a uh, like on Spotify. It's the Whalers logo, but they put it in like uh in fuzzy cheetah print because it's the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll I'll put it in the chat. Don't worry. <laughs> well, make sure awesome. make sure to get that link in there so Nick can throw it in the liner notes. Absolutely, this, yeah. I will let him know about is... the existence of this wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah, the cool. other the other two things, no, it's just from the in arena side. You know, you they've been doing it for a couple of years, but after the win, you know, the 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 band the players are going over and actually playing along with the band, stick tapping to the fight song, which I think is an awesome nod to you know the two sides, and most of the misfits stick around for that too. So. The student section is still pretty, pretty heavily filled up there. Everybody's celebrating together, oh. which is is really cool. 
Speaking uh, of that, Saturday night, I was very annoyed with uh, the tech production because they cut away from the stick tap to show Joe shaking somebody's hand. And I was like, show me the stick tap, please. Like, I want to see that. And then they didn't pan over to the players tapping along with the pep band uh, for the fight song at the end. Like, I was like, like, you guys promote how important that stuff is. And then you don't, didn't show it on the feet. I was kind of now, frustrated. One thing we got a production meeting to talk about the, uh, the Friday game and everything we need to do ahead of time. And I made the point for the 50th some time that if you guys cut to that reverse angle on live play one more time, I'm putting, <laughs> I'm putting the headset down, I'm coming into the control room and I am chopping your finger off that you're using to cut to that camera. I agree with it, you 1 billion percent. Well, I, I'm not in your profession. I, I've never produced or directed or done anything, but there is no reason ever during live play to leave the high center camera. It should not be ever cut away from ever. I only want to see and those the reverse whole angles. high center like... should show the entirety of the offensive zone at all times. You don't need to zoom in to get a closer view. Quit doing that. Use that <laughs> shit for replays. Yeah, the only time I ever want to see an angle that isn't classic broadcast is replay. And yep. it's, it's really frustrating when you... When you see like an offensive play and you're like zoomed into this one guy like this (laughs) and suddenly the puck is just fucking elsewhere and you got to deal with it, you know? Yep. I I saw that, Matt. I'd never broadcast again. I, I, (laughs) I sit as high. If you got to deal with me up here, that'd be the last thing I'd want to see him broadcast too. I sit as high as I possibly can wherever I am, because I enjoy that like 10,000 foot view of the game. And it's even more important when you're watching it, not in the arena where you can't get that full picture. You're looking at just a window. That window needs to show the entirety of the action. Yeah, that was kind of my comment last week about the Mankato when they were playing cherry picker on that last power play. Yeah, you didn't know. You can, you guys couldn't even see that. You're just like, right. oh, it's a four on three power yeah, play. Yeah, what's all going of a on? What why, happened? why is this weird? Yeah, exactly. Whereas in the arena, I'm like, oh, look at that Mankato guy just dancing back and forth across the far blue line. This is when he can get a pass. Yeah, right. That yep. part has gotten better since COVID when you had to call games from outside the building. I, yeah. I, I think things have gotten back to where they're supposed to, but. All you got to do, sit these broadcast guys down or the, the in arena guys, give me half an hour that you can watch one 1977 era hockey net in Canada show. And this is exactly what you should be doing, yeah. period. Well, and the other thing, the other thing that you need to teach the yep. cameramen is what your overlay looks like so that they have a sense of, can I actually see the far dasher board or is it covered by the score bug? Because so I don't think they do quite get now? that. Uh, when when we're doing shows with with Peacock or with Big Ten Network, or actually the guys that pass were the ones that taught me this one. The ones that know where the bugs are, they'll take tape, tape. and yeah. put that on to the on viewfinder. their view. Sure. Yeah. So, so if they, they can't see it on their viewfinder, they, yep. they don't have to worry about yep. it. Such right. a simple, simple Such analog, analog solution analog to the thing. problem. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's perfect, yeah. and it's and it is something that has bugged me at times about North or about text broadcast is it doesn't feel like the the camera guy quite knows what the bug looks like for us to know that like i can't see the players on the far boards well then the bug has changed too so many yeah. times sometimes it, it'll be up high it'll be a little yep. lower sometimes you have a little bit of green space up there basically it used to be now. the tiny one here on the bottom and yep. then it was on the top and then it's on the bottom again and you, that's why the tape is perfect because you can just change it when you change the bug yeah yep. yeah exactly 
There are right. actually electronic ways to draw those boxes into the viewfinders mm-hmm. on the higher end cameras. I don't think the ones that Tech has right now are capable of doing that. The ones that Northern has, you can actually draw electronic boxes in there to cover up where you're going to have any kind of external graphic that comes in. And uh, I know Mike Lakenin has used it once or twice, but not on everything. Okay. Now, yeah. there, there's one thing that would, since you guys did mention Bowling Green, and I hate to you know be the, the pot stirrer on this, but uh, the last thing that I had heard a couple of weeks ago was that Atlantic Hockey had opened up quietly their application process for getting into the league. And I had been told by a very reliable source that Bowling Green was the first team to put in an application. And I didn't mm. want to say anything to anybody until I went down and I was there when Northern played on Friday night in BG, went down and said, look, I just want to bring this up to the two people that I trust that have been there for a long time. Did you guys apply for Atlantic hockey? And I got the look of like, like, oh no, somebody knows. <laughs> There's that something so, to it. Wow. That, that is so interesting. Tra- travel issues, huh? I, I think that the Augustana ad was enough for them to say, you know what, we're sick of doing the travel and they can see the writing on the wall that Lindenwood is probably going to be the next one that you're looking at. And it's just going too far out of their footprint. So I think right now they want to get back in playing teams like Mercyhurst, Robert Morris, Niagara, that can be a lot shorter drive. Now the interesting part for me on that one is though, that Miami isn't going to be a part of it because as much as they think they're negotiating down this fee to get out of the nacho and they'll just be, Oh, we, we welcome you back to the CCHA with open arms. The CCHA ADs are looking like, what do we want you for? And if Miami leaves the nacho, I think they're an orphan. I don't know that there's a league that's going to take them. Or yeah, that they would be so... willing to go to all the way down to Atlanta hockey, right? Like, that, I, I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's, that's the a... only other option. You know, they, right. they've, they've become such the a Ten. doormat of the nacho, though. I mean, they they they've become just the. The, the anchorage of the nacho, right? They just get the crap beat out of them constantly. Well, we knew somebody had to be that. I mean, that's what yeah, we said when it course. happened was like, yeah. they can't all be. Tr- it's just so interesting anymore. to me that, that Miami doesn't like generate more. Like I knew they had a couple of good years there, but it's just so interesting to me. That, like with the kind of resources they have with that beautiful rink, they have that they're not attracting more talent and being more competitive. I don't know. So let's say they, they somehow do make this transition and, and they're left out as an independent for a stretch. You know, they struggle to schedule these in-state teams. Do you think they have a bad enough relationship that they'd have a hard time making a schedule as an independent? That's another good question. It's going to depend on who the independents are and what kind of relationship they have with them at that point. Right. Have schools like Lindenwood found a league by them? Simon Frazier is the other one that's still hanging out there that still thinks they can get into the NCAA as an affiliate member. And the Alaska schools would love nothing better than that because they'd have somebody else to play up there. Simon Frazier wants to drag University of British Columbia along with them, and that would give you four teams in the Pacific Northwest. And if yeah. that happens, there's not as big a push right now that you know, you're going to have six games a year against each of those teams. That's half your schedule at 18 games. And you can schedule a, a couple more. If you're only scheduling 18, that's a lot different than trying to fill 34. Yeah. So I, I think well, that I, would make them a little more viable. And if that happens, now those available games are going away. And Miami has a much harder time finding the available games that are out there. And now the other question then becomes, Tim, is when – do they get those games? If there are more conferences that are going to even numbers of teams, you're not going to find anybody 
in late January until early March that wants to schedule a non-conference series. Yep. That's one of the positives of this current time frame is the quantity of independence so that you can have a schedule that goes up to selection Sunday uh, and and not be off for a whole month while everybody else is doing conference tournaments or the month before that when everybody's just doing their conference schedules. And uh, and as, if we have a bunch of even conferences and, and somehow the Alaska schools find a home, that makes it a lot tougher for sure. It's an uneasy time right now to figure out. Like, I can't tell you what, what college hockey is going to look like in five years. And I don't know that I've ever felt like that that I always kind of had a, at least an idea of, well, here's the direction it's going. There are so many different roads that it can take right now, and it's going to take whatever school fires the first shot will de- determine which way we go. It's kind of like all the scenarios popping up in the movie War Games when you're watching the computer try to learn <laughs> as it goes along, and then you end up at the end thinking, you know what, the smartest thing to do would have been nothing to start with. Yep. Well, and that's the thing. Like, you've, you've got all these... Uh all the different stuff going on with the different conferences and it's just tough to know what, what could happen. And then you've got, um, I don't know. I lost it again. I'm doing that today. I'm tired. <laughs> Too much driving in this weekend. So which one of you, are you guys all coming up for the series this weekend? Who's going to be in the buildings? I was up last weekend for our family <laughs> Thanksgiving. So nope, no, nope, no, I don't think, I don't think any of us are Matt. You're going to yeah. make it. I well, my next, my, we're going to, we'll be at GLI, but uh, nothing this weekend. We're missing Northern, the Northern, Northern. The Northern series are kind of the tough one for us because it's more driving. Like it's hard enough to get to Houghton for us. And then you got to add another day somewhere else and a different hotel or a drive back. Hey, and there, there's a reason why my brother and I have bought a bus. I mean, I, I know I but that was when you were up there, right? Like, and I greatly different. thank you for it. That was a, <laughs> that that took so much off my plate, Matt, and you were just like, Matt, how much can you can we, can Paul and I just ride on the bus? No, they won't let anybody that's not a student ride on the bus. How about if we pay for all the students? Then can we come on the bus? Sure, if you guys pay for the bus, you can ride the bus. <laughs> that uh, I feel like that's a more than a fine policy. If you pay for the bus, get on. <laughs> yeah. And that's also when I learned I am not a college student anymore. I officially transitioned into old alumni because the majority of the conversation of the two-hour ride, my brother and I were going, "What in the hell are these kids talking about?" <laughs> See, that's kind of because I'm already getting that with some of the kids that hang out in the tech hockey guy chat, but I think they're funny, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, here's how dumb I am. Uh, the week after the GLI, when they play the one exhibition game, which we have already been told you're not televising that one, the the that uh, single game on the sixth at the Berry, I'm still going up anyway for the one game. Yeah. <laughs> is that that's not even going to be on Flow? I'm guessing, is it? I it may be. I don't okay. know that yet. We've been told that you're not broadcasting it, but okay. I think that there was such a blowback from when they did the exhibition game at Houghton that there wasn't a stream for it, that I don't think that the league will permit them to keep this one in the dark. It'll have to get out there somehow. Okay. Maybe it would be salty if it wasn't online. It should be. You know what? Uh, if it happens that way, boys, I will take my computer up there. I will put the zoom on and I will make sure, Rob, that it is all 12 players on the ice and you'll see everything going Perfect. on. This Perfect. This is going to bring my work of the we'll year. We'll be happy. <laughs> it's just going to bring a tripod on going to Facebook Live. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Which, by the way, uh, Dave, uh, Brass Bonanza Lounge version is now in your Facebook messages. Uh, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Rob and Tim, it is in the uh, podcast host chat on slack so be sure to check it out that's gonna be the Uh, second best thing that i get today 
Tim, you're going to give me the first, though, right? you got to send yeah. me that clip from the I 70s. Send it, I sent it to Dirk. I'll send it to you, too. <laughs> yeah. And I got to tell you, it's about 11 o'clock. I need to have that hour to wind down to go to bed. So I'm going to wrap it up. I don't know if we want to wrap up the whole deal. Because I'm. So if you want to keep talking, Dave, we will have you all day. I just need to get myself out of here. <laughs> yeah. I gotta save some stuff for the CCHA podcast tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah I still got two games I gotta talk to this weekend too, boys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell, tell, tell Perry we said hello. He's a good dude. I will for sure. Yeah. No, this is great. It's always fun to talk to you guys. Uh, it, it's uh, it's one of the highlights of my year to to get you know an extended time to just talk tech uh, hockey. It's... And not have to be fair and keep it down the middle with the yeah. <laughs> There's no way I could ever be on a broadcast. The looks of the one time we were up at GLI doing the podcast recording, I've realized there's no way I would be able to control my language well yeah, yeah. enough to be a professional broadcaster. Yeah. You know, know what's funny, Rob? It, it, the reason that I'm able to do it is because that's what keeps me calm enough to stay in the building. I sure. can't be a fan <laughs> anymore because no one will sit with me. Now yeah. I know that I got to keep it toned down yeah. when I'm on with a microphone. I, I that know it actually that. makes an absurd amount of sense to me. Like I could see, <laughs> like you just you just throw out your rants on Facebook when you're ready to go about something, but then when you're like, <laughs> that, when that, you're in the building, does, you cool. That does it. make sense because I've always wondered, uh, like that that does fit because I'm. I know I call you out on a lot of your Facebook rants and your and you should your complaints about the refs. That's half the reason in, they're in the there, NFL isn't it? it yep. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you got me on air, I'm as straight as arrow as you can get. But as soon as the microphone gets turned off, I'm the king of conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you. You think? Oh man, you think the the zebras are wearing uh, green and yellow underneath their outfits? You don't really right? want to start this discussion, do you? No, nope, <laughs> especially really. after how that game ended yesterday oh give me a break <laughs> <laughs> sounds good thanks dave thanks for coming on dave thanks a lot boys yeah one minute Talk remaining in the podcast well that should do it for this episode of the chasing mcnaughton podcast please check out our patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash tech hockey guide patrons at the white level or above receive question priority patrons at the black level or above receive extra podcast content including extended versions of every podcast patrons at the gold level or above receive access to unfiltered youtube video of our podcast each week follow us on twitter at chasing mac pod or at tech hockey guide you can submit questions through twitter facebook or on our patreon page if i remember to actually ask you for them don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on apple google spotify or wherever you get your podcasts if you can't find the podcast on your site of choice please let us know and we'll make it happen the more you rate review and share the more people we can reach so tell your friends if you give us a five-star rating dustin will read the review that you leave no matter what it says so let's get some ratings and hear what you guys have to say once again thanks to our sponsors fibke dental and rhinelander wisconsin arcadia insurance and livonia technical services Finally, thanks to the thank you notes for all the bumpers in this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at the thank you notes.bandcamp.com.
You've been listening to the Chasing McNaughton Podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide, covering the Michigan Tech Huskies and the CCHA.